what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to Spirit-Filled Real Talk. If you are new, hello, I am Juliana Page. It is nice to meet you. What we do here over at Spirit-Filled Real Talk, we deliver Spirit-Filled Real Talk, and that is faith talk, and that is the only real talk that I am interested in, okay? <laughs> I want that faith that is going to change my mind, that is going to make my spirit leap, right? That is going to help me to show up and walk out and work out all these things that God put on the inside of me. So this is faith talk that is backed with the word of God because it's only God's word that does not return void. So we talk about all the things, life, business, relationships, but really how you can build spirit-driven success in every area, and today is no different. So today, you can tell from the title, the titles are always intentional and spirit-led, but this title is That You Bring You With You. Okay, what do I mean by that? Well, a lot of times when I am coaching, when I'm mentoring, I see that folks really put a lot of emphasis on the outcome on the end game, on the goal, on the guy, on the girl, on the house, on the bank account digits, right? On the business, on the ministry, on the clients, on the whatever, right? There's so much focus on the outcome. Think about that, okay? When there's all of this focus on an outcome, that's externally driven and that's being externally motivated, okay? Big difference. So here's the thing. When you bring you with you, when you get those things, let's say they're inevitable, okay? When you get the guy, when you get the girl, when you get the house, when you get the increase in your business, when you get the clients, right, that you're after, when you get the bank account that you've been visualizing in your head, right? When that happens, you bring you with you. So here's the thing. If you're a workaholic now, and God brings the increase on your business, then what? What happens to you? Okay? If you get the guy or the girl now, and you haven't dealt with past pain and trauma, you're still really dealing with abandonment or insecurity or some sort of inadequacy, or you have a lot of fear in some certain area, what's going to happen to you or that person if that movie plays out, right? If you get the the clients, right, all of the clients that you're you're praying about, if that if they come tomorrow, what is that going to do to you emotionally? Emotionally, if you are not able to manage your emotions and manage your life and manage pressure, right? What is going to happen when more people come in? 
What's going to happen to you? What's going to happen to your influence? You bring you with you. You with more money is still you with more money. If you have poor communication skills, you will still have them, right? You with more clients, if you still really have a lot of emotional and mental health things to navigate, right? Now you get to do it with more people, okay? You bring you with you. And I am not saying that that's a bad thing. On the contrary, that is one of the best things ever. But I want to talk about it so that you can actually have and enjoy that process. You bringing you with you is supposed to be (laughs) the experience of your life, right? God promises in John 10, 10 that we can have and enjoy our lives in abundance to the full till the overflow. That's a lifestyle. You can have and enjoy your life, but a lot of times the enemy is robbing us of that by getting us caught up in all this pressure that is not of God, by getting us chasing pursuits and external things and completely ignoring our inner life, right? And our motivation, right? And getting us focused on what we need and on what we want rather than service. And God came to serve, not to be served. And that's our example, right? So I want to break this down a little bit, but really introduce it with that thought. Think about it. You bring you with you. Do you like you? How are you doing? (laughs) Might it be time to start prioritizing this inner work? Okay? Because you not liking you with more attention leads to a lot of problems. That can actually hurt you. All right? So some truth. Some truth. Okay? Let's get to that part. And then I'll break this down to give you some steps to put this into action. It's important to know Ephesians 2.10. It says this. We are God's handiwork, God's masterpiece, God's workmanship, okay? Finely crafted masterpiece, right? Created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do, okay? We're God's workmanship, number one. We're created in Christ to do what? Good works. Number two, God's workmanship created to do good works, which what? God prepared in advance for us to do. Wow. What? Like this also, in one season of my life, greatly revealed to me, I had a lot of conviction about this, that you can live your whole life building your own thing and God's not in it at all. Right? We're here to do good works, okay? But God prepared those in advance. We're not going to know what those are unless we're partnered with God, unless we're co-creating and co-laboring with God. All right? Another piece, because I see this happen a lot when I'm coaching, that there's this expectation that I can only do God's work if I'm a minister, right? If I am in the church, right? If I'm a prophet, if I'm an apostle, right? But that's not true. And here's where it is confirmed, okay? Exodus 31.3 says, And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. So God has uniquely formed, shaped, and anointed you to do good works, which he prepared for you, and they are not limited to the church. They are meant to be all over the marketplace in as many facets as there are, whether it's music, whether it's fashion, whether it's business, 
right? It is not limited to ministry. So I really want to highlight that and affirm somebody that's maybe wrestled with that or questioned that. Now, adding to that, what is needed (laughs) to work out what God put in us and to also acknowledge that you bring you with you and that sometimes we're messy, sometimes we're messy. We got to clean up our soul, our house every once in a while, right? Courage. You need courage. Side note on this one. So I was walking through a really, really difficult season. Like it was a heartbreak season. I was really struggling to let go of the season that I was in, to understand what I just walked through, to to even consider something new. I had no idea what that would even look like or could it just hurry up already, right? Like I just was not content where I was. And I had a mentor at the time look at me in the face and just say, be strong and courageous. And I was like, not not the vibe, like not what I want to hear, like this is not landing. Totally spot on. But in that moment, it was not what I wanted to hear, right? Like I was all up in the feels. But here is what courage is. A lot of times we can miss things because we are so familiar with them. We tune them out. But when you can hear a definition, sometimes it reignites a word for you. Courage is one of those words. Courage is the ability to do something that frightens one. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2020, anybody? Um, <laughs> courage is also strength in the face of pain or grief. Hear that. Strength in the face of pain or grief. Okay. Which is why it was exactly spot on for me to choose, right? Choose to be mentally strong. Choose to be morally strong. Choose to persevere. Choose to rise above the fear. Choose courage so that you don't give in to fear. Choose to be strong so that you don't give in to the difficulty or you don't make the situation bigger than God. With me? So courage is what we really can lean on when we are facing ourselves. It is a courageous, a brave, wow, a a supernatural human that can go inward. But when you go inward, this is what we miss. A lot of times we look inward, but we do it without God. So when you go inward this time with God, this time, let's look at that thought. Is it true? Is it God's thought? Did God say that? Okay, then what did God say? That wrestle, that work, all internal work, but incredibly freeing. Sometimes it's one perspective shift that changes everything. Those emotions, yeah, they're deep. You want to run from them. In fact, you have for a long time. You try to cover it up for a long time. Okay. But what is that saying? What's at the root? Does it need to be uprooted? What is that? Is there a lie that you've been believing that took root in your heart and it's manifesting now? What is that? Let's look at it, but this time with God, right? That inner work takes courage, right? It's choosing to be strong in the place of pain, right? When you're facing something, it's choosing to be courageous. It's choosing to be brave. It's choosing to face it and not run from it. To look your giant in the face, right? And cut its head off, (laughs) right? Throw a rock at it. Okay, so courage is going to be what it takes when you recognize that, ooh, you bring you with you. I bring me with me. So if that's the case, do I like me? Am I carrying what I need for what God showed me? You know, when I wrap my head around what God has revealed to me and the more that I know is out ahead of me and that I'm here to become, am I 
Am I tracking with that, right? What does that look like? And, and what is the work required so that I can get in position, okay? It's gonna take courage to do that, all right? That's why a lot of people run from who they are, okay? But you don't have to do that. And running from yourself is not John 10, 10. That is not how you step into the fullness of life, okay? So what does the word say about courage? It says that verse that I was told. It comes from Joshua 1, 9. It says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with, it, with you wherever you go. Okay, have I not commanded you? This is a command because we need to call our soul to attention. Our soul is our mind, our will, our emotions. A lot of times we need to call our soul to attention, right? Call your soul into courage. Call your soul into strength, right? Why? Because God is with us. God is backing us up. We can be strong. In our weakness, God shows up strong, right? Then also, we can remember and we can renounce the spirit of fear because of 2 Timothy 1.7. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. That's what I want to activate. So I renounce fear in the name of Jesus, and I step into power, love, and self-control. It takes over now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for your spirit of power, love, and self-control that is alive and active in my life, coming up and helping me walk into solutions, right? Coming forth and helping me walk into solutions, okay? And then lastly here, this is actually a strategy. Psalm 27, 14 says, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage, wait for the Lord, okay? So it's sort of like that verse, having done all to stand, stand. So in those moments where you're uber emotional, or your mind is going everywhere and like you're just not present, right? Wait on God, get in his word, meditate on the word, pray, wait in his presence for an answer, right? God is near to the brokenhearted. God is near. When we, he, when we call to him, he answers, right? We know that he hears us. He answers, right? So wait on him, get in his presence. That's a strategy, okay? Now the other piece to really have and enjoy your life and actually enjoy that you get to bring you with you, <laughs> right? You bring you with you, right? When you recognize that, think about who you want to bring with you, right? Who do you want to show up, okay? On your best days, on your most joyful, peaceful, alive, fulfilled, radiant, powerful, confident days, who shows up? Who shows up? What's different about you on those days? What is the best, highest expression of who God formed, shaped, and anointed you to be right where you are? Okay. Then also, what is the glimpse of the more that he has for you? Of who he's told you you're becoming and what he's been preparing you for? Who is that? Okay. And then that informs how you prepare how you get ready, and it also allows you to live pressure-free. So I want to highlight here is that there's actually three forms of pressure that are not of God that we often carry on our own, okay? And it's vital that we recognize this and discern this and walk in wisdom so that we're not getting out of alignment and we can actually enjoy 
who we bring with us every day, right? Okay, so first point, God only inhabits what he builds or you partner with him to build. How do I know that? Psalm 127.1, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. I want to (laughs) hear... From all of my people that have labored in vain, invested in projects, invested in programs, invested in businesses, invested in education, invested in certifications, hustled your hiney off only to find that it was in vain. Dang. Like there is nothing that feels like that crushing. Okay? Like for real, for real. Yes, God redeems the time. God restores the year. But... I do not personally want to be laboring in vain my whole life. And if God formed me, shaped me, anointed me, prepared good works for me to walk in them, I need to get in touch with the builder. So recognize that God is the builder and sustainer of what he builds. You are the one that has the option, that gets to choose to partner with that. When we say yes to God, to God's call to be leaders, to be influencers, to be kingdom ambassadors, then God chooses us, okay? Then God reveals to us these things that we don't know. He gives us insight. He gives us revelation. He opens doors for us. He gives us opportunities, right? He releases authority, okay? So that comes when we say yes, but God is the builder, And it's essential that you know that because if God is building it, then the problems that arise are God's problems. But if God is not doing it, whatever it is for you and you're personally building it, then you're responsible to maintain it. And you are not built for that kind of pressure. So pressure comes when we try to build and navigate in our own strength and in our own understanding. Pressure also comes when we forget that God chose us and that God is a great decision maker. He knew what he was doing when he chose us. So pressure comes when we feel inadequate because really as leaders, we become acutely aware of all our inadequacies, of all our weaknesses, of all our flaws and insecurities. Leadership exposes that, right? But when we remember (laughs) that God is the one who chose us, that removes the inadequacy, okay? But most people try really hard to prove themselves and prove to others and prove to God that they have what it takes. And that creates pressure because you don't have to prove anything. You don't. So building on your own creates pressure. Trying to prove that you have what it takes creates a ton of pressure. And then also not being okay with who you are creates pressure. Okay, so you bringing you with you, if you're not okay with you now, you with more of whatever it is, is not going to change you in a great way. It actually could hurt you. Okay, so when we're not okay with who we are, we really get into performance, to works, to judgment, to comparison, to jealousy, all sorts of yucky things, right? So... What then, if these things are things that create pressure, right? Building on our own, (laughs) proving ourselves and, and taking on all this extra work, becoming a workaholic, or genuinely not being okay and worthy in ourselves and strong in who we are, 
And let me clarify, that's being a son or a daughter. That's who you are. Are you good at just being a son or a daughter, right? Are you trying to be something else? Think about that. Okay, so those things create pressure that are not from God. But what are things that you can do so that you can have and enjoy your life and stay in position and stay ready and genuinely bring this authentic, excellent creation, right? That is the best and highest expression of you. Imperfect, yes, but the best expression of you right where you are. What can you be doing to develop that every day? I'm going to tell you, okay? Number one (laughs) is love being hidden. Love the secret place. Love being still and knowing God. Genuinely delight in the Lord. Love on God, okay? Because when you actually do this, when you focus on loving God, okay, the pressure lifts. The pressure that you've been living in, it lifts, all right? And then you actually start to become a really good receiver, okay? And keep in mind, your internal world must, 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 must stay bigger than your external world in order to be whole and healthy, okay? This is especially true when you're a leader and a leader of leaders, really, okay? But it's got to be bigger. You've got to have a practice of developing your internal world, all right? And then authority will come. So build that into your life now. Love being hidden. Know that when the time is right for God to reveal all of this greatness that he's hidden in you, right? When the time is right, God will make it happen, okay? But for now, love God. Delight in God. Develop that relationship, okay? Number two, number two is to really partner with God in obedience, okay? So recognize that he's doing a good job, that he knows what he did when he chose you and that he has you exactly where you are for a reason. So practice simple obedience and working unto the Lord wherever you are, wherever you are. Because when you are faithful to little, he can add unto that, okay? And no one ever knows. This is the thing. No one ever knows when that door is going to open, when God is going to do a reveal, right? Nobody ever knows that. So you've got to be walking in excellence all the time and working unto the Lord, not unto man, okay? And then lastly, number three would be activate your faith. Activate your faith thoughts, activate your faith talk, activate your faith walk, okay? There has got to be a strong resistance and a fight in you against anything that does not line up with what God says about you. Anything that's not in agreement with victory, anything that's not in agreement with God's promises, anything that's not in agreement with who God says you are is not what you activate. It is not what you partner with. It was not what you give airtime to. Okay. So you've got to have this grit, this drive to take every thought captive that's exalting itself above the truth. Keep your mouth shut if you have nothing faith-filled to say. (laughs) To guard your tongue, to not just report the news and report what is, unless you want to see more of that in your life. You've got to be committed to your future so much so that you'll guard your tongue 
and guard what you expose yourself to. You're not going to feed yourself the news. You're not going to watch trash TV. You're not going to just listen to anything on the radio. You're not going to hang out with certain people, right? Because you need to. It's imperative for your future to sustain and maintain an atmosphere of faith. You're a carrier of that. You've got to become a carrier of it and you've got to guard it. Okay, so it's really important to be cleaning house all the time so that you can be walking and thinking and living in agreement with faith. That doesn't happen by accident. Doesn't happen by accident, right? And even people that you would see that are successful, a lot of times what distinguishes them is not the money, it's not wealth, right? And wealth is very different than being rich, right? But wealth, all of that, That's usually not what distinguishes people. It's their mindset. It's their faith, right? So think about that. Those are some things that you can do when you really let this thing in. You bring you with you. Wherever you're going, you bring you with you. So whatever you're running from, if it's in you, it's still going to come out of you. That's still coming with you, okay? So it's imperative that you recognize that life is inner before it's outer. There's a shift that can happen that will bring radical freedom to your life when you stop living for external things and you're motivated from within so that you can influence, right? You're in the world, but not of it. You're here to bring something different. You're here to release something different, a unique expression of God that can only be expressed through you, right? You're in competition with nobody. You're in competition with the version of you that God spoke over you. Before he knew you, he formed you, right? Before you, before you were born, like in your mother's womb, he formed you. Before you knew him, he has good plans for you. That is what you're in competition with, rising to the occasion every day. When you arise, do you shine every day? What do you do? Do you like you? Are you walking out what God has called you to do? Have you said yes to God's call? Right? Think about these things. That is where some of the biggest shifts happen. They happen in our being, not in our doing. When we shift our thoughts everything can change. When we change our being, everything around us can change. So a lot of the times, the things that we're pursuing, the things that we're running after, they're not working because we don't have our inner game right. All right, so, oh man, it's a loaded word. It takes courage, friend. It takes courage. And I'm rooting for you the freedom, the authenticity, the creativity the expression, the fullness, expressing the fullness of who you are. Oh my gosh, the life, the joy, the laughter, the fun, the connections, all of that. It's worth it. It's worth the work, right? You having and enjoying your life in abundance to the full, you delighting the Lord, you being a beautiful return on investment, being a good son, being a good daughter, having that testimony, right? That's a legacy. What is the well done that you're after? Think about that. It's really good to just pull back and reflect on this sometimes. So this might be one, (laughs) a message that you want to just tag um, 
flag star, whatever you got to do, copy, email it to yourself, <laughs> screenshot it, whatever you got to do, share it with a friend, get an accountability partner, listen to it together. But it is one that's really powerful to just sit with and reflect on. And the good news is, is you start where you are. You start where you are. You're not behind. You're not behind. Where you are is exactly where you need to be. I like to say when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So whatever you need to hear, God has a way of using people to give you the message and bringing you to the tools that you're ready for. Speaking of which, (laughs) if you are looking for some tools, I know I for sure was, and I just am committed to this kind of work and committed to this kind of development, but I have a course called U2.0. You can find it over at julianapage.com. It is a great resource. It's a six-week course. It is self-paced. You can really take it as you can. There's videos that break down every lesson and homework assignments to really work out. That's where the best work is. And then there's email support as well. So that is a great tool to really have a template to start doing this inner work. There's also my second book, God's Vibes Matter, Co-Laboring with God. That book specifically talks about how to really partner with God. So if you are rewiring your system, if you're so used to building in your own strength and navigating in your own strength, that book brings a, a different perspective. And I know for me, radically changed my life uh, for sure, because I was not building on the rock at all and very much felt like I was working in vain. So that book is very powerful in presenting another way and really building a spirit-led life because the spirit, there's a verse. Oh my goodness. What one is it? It's John. Let me see if I can find it. It's John. Found it. John 3, 6 says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. There's another one that says something about the spirit. Oh, dang. Where is that one? It's about how the spirit brings life. I believe that it's also in John. But it says that the spirit brings life and that of man brings death. Similar thing. When we build according to the flesh and according to our desires and what we think we want, different than when you build according to the spirit. So that book really helps you build according to the spirit. There's also coaching programs. So if self-paced is not your thing and you actually need support and somebody building with you and that accountability and just prayer and anointing, all of that, you can check out coaching packages over on my website. It's julianapage.com. And for more free content as well, you can connect with me over on YouTube and on social media. And all of those links are available on my website, julianapage.com. All right, guys, I hope this message totally blessed you. (laughs) If it did, I would appreciate it so much if you would follow me, rate this podcast, leave me a note. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.